Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata Mornings. Our jam-packed day one of Newsmakers Week 2024 continues as we hit the uh, 9 o'clock hour and we uh, turn our focus back to Grand Canyon University and we are joined by the president of GCU, Brian Mueller, kind enough to join us in studio. President Mueller, thanks for uh, coming in today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Let's get the big story out of the way first. Hmm. Waste Management Phoenix Open, your son Jesse, making the cut. Not only that, he nearly aced number 16. That's awesome. And that, I mean, that's historic. And I, I can only imagine what kind of reaction that would have drawn. I, the, uh, I, you know, the pressure on that hole is just absolutely <laughs> immense. And you stand it. up there and, uh, yeah, he, uh, that was a big moment for him. It was a big moment for, for us. Uh, he hit that, almost hit it in, almost hit it in and uh, tapped the birdie putt in. So that was, I was happy for him, really happy for him. And we'll stay on golf real quick because uh, Jesse's part of the golf program at, at G. CU. Mark is the head coach there. I know they had a, a tournament in Hawaii. How's the how's the golf program? Man, it was uh, yeah. Jesse is a director of golf at the at the course, and then Mark coaches the team. Uh, but yeah, they were in Hawaii, and it was the toughest field we've ever played against. Uh, Twenty teams, and they actually finished fourth, but they beat six top fifty schools uh, in that in that tournament. So that's going to really move them up in terms of the net rankings. And so, really happy for for Mark and and for the guys because they played tremendous out there. Uh, we bring this up every year, and we're going to get to the basketball team momentarily. But but just sort of the the new energy at GCU, the way the whole campus has been reimagined, the way you guys have upgraded not only the basketball program, but your entire athletic department, not just in terms of quality of facility, but in quality of program. Your baseball team's off to a good start. Yeah, it was a fun weekend, a really fun weekend. We opened up with sold-out crowd at home against Georgetown as part of the MLB Desert Classic and, and uh, won that game and then played University of Southern California on Saturday. And, of course, Andy Stankowitz, who you know was here for a long time, went out there and beat them 11-1 to uh, on Saturday. And, and then yesterday we beat BYU 6 to two, so three and zero. Wow, uh, they're on their way to I think a top twenty five ranking. Uh, really, really deep pitching staff. Uh, Wally's doing a fantastic job, so we're really excited about the baseball season and the softball st- uh, season. We got a tremendous softball team. Uh, our coach has done a fantastic job. Beat number seventeen ranked uh, Virginia Tech uh, over the weekend. So. There you go. Brian Mueller, president of uh, GCU, our guest here during Newsmakers Week 2024. Uh, let's get to the men's basketball program. We spoke to Bryce Drew this morning, 24-2 uh, and two on the verge of being ranked first place in the WAC. Um, I mean, you guys got to be thrilled with the job that he's done with this program, especially considering the timing of him taking over the program right in the middle of COVID and here you are on the verge of, of big things. We're so fortunate to have him and the, and the entire coaching staff that he brought. Uh, tremendous, tremendous guys. Great coaches there. Uh, Bryce is just uh, a relentless, relentless recruiter. He just never stops. And what's interesting about him and his coaching staff is with a lot of things going on in college athletics today, he, he's such a trusted individual. Uh, parents, agents, uh, and yeah, players have agents now, um, are really trust Bryce Drew. And with all of the underbelly and lack of um, 
disloyalty that's going on, uncertainty, uh, the fact that he is such a trusted person, uh, a man of his word, uh, treats players, he makes them play. I mean, he gets after him and he makes them play, but they, they really, really genuinely love him and that coaching staff. And so uh, we're developing, he's developing a special niche within college basketball. Uh, you know, the, the number of kids lining up that want to play here, um, it, it's, it's, we're hitting a new era here because of who he is and what's he, what he's established. Mm-hmm. And, and it comes off when you talk to him. He's got that certain aura about him where you just trust him. You believe in him. And you're right. It, it's sort of an antidote to a lot of a lot of the stuff that's out there. So I guess that's a perfect fit for you guys and what you want at GCU. It, it absolutely is. You know, I, when uh, when uh, Vanderbilt fired him after he had two years where he made a tournament and then he had some injuries and, and had a tough season, I thought, man, that's a big mistake. That is a real big mistake because he's a coming star, I think, in college basketball. I think of what Mark Few's done at at, uh, at Gonzaga and how he's made this 20-year-plus run and the stability that they have and, and how trusted a program that is, that's what's in our mind. Yes. Uh, and I think he's the kind of guy that can build that. Uh, who knows? He's going to be, you know, he's going to be a target uh, this upcoming season. But I think he loves Phoenix. I think he loves the university. And it's such a perfect fit for us that I'm hoping that we can make a, a 20-year run here. I don't know if I'll see the end of the 20 years, but uh, um, I, I, that's, that's what we're hoping yeah. for. Brian Mueller, the uh, president of GCU, our guest here on Arizona Sports. You kind of answered my question that I was going to ask. You know, with with this resume that Bryce is, is building, there's going to be callers, and we know that. He's got Power 5 experience. But we've talked in the past, and you just brought up Mark Few and Gonzaga, and that's kind of, you know, as a mid-major program at GCU that has not been in Division One very long, that was kind of the goal, to be the Gonzaga, uh, a Gonzaga-type program. Uh, you know, this far into... GCU's place in Division One basketball. How far along those lines of reaching that goal do you think you are? You know, I, I think we're close. The, the thing is, things are so different now because of the portal, because mm-hmm. of the of, of NIL. Uh, conference affiliation is not as critical as it used to be. Uh, we've had five national television games this year. Uh, and, and so uh, I think, you know, the, the talent that we have this year is, is Power 5 talent. Uh, we are very, very close. Um, we love the league that we're in. It has a lot of potential because of Texas and, and, and Utah schools uh, and the strong economies in those states, but uh, there's a lot of interest in what we're doing here because uh, the program across the board, uh, you know, we're number two in the, in the country in men's volleyball. Uh, we talked about baseball. We talked about softball. Um, across the board, we have a lot to offer, and God bless Spokane, Washington. It's a great place, but we're Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. <laughs> and there's only yes. one other Division One program in Phoenix, Arizona, and, and it's about market size today. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens going forward in terms of uh, conference affiliation and how that might catapult us too. But uh, mm. I, I believe we're real close. All right. We uh, we mentioned your son at the WM Phoenix Open. Like the WM Phoenix Open 16th hole, you guys have a great game day atmosphere, and yet you do it without the alcohol, <laughs> which is quite a juxtaposition. Uh, tell us again about the Havocs and the role they play in this in the evolution of this basketball program. It's a special thing. It's a special thing. One of the things that I most like about my job is I get to walk on campus, and our students are just so supportive of each other uh, with academic things and club things and 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 uh, largest club sports program in the country and. 
Uh, it carries over into our Division One program, and it's 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 uh, you know our coaching staff is so good, our players are so good. There's just uh, something coming here that's really strong. We got almost a thousand people now in our Lopes Club, um, and we're attracting some big money people, and 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 we're raising money. People want to be part of this thing, uh, and it's true for our students. I mean, it's 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 an unbelievable. I, I shouldn't say this, but I will. They've got an entire infrastructure in place: president, vice president, secretary treasurer, three marketing people, and I meet with them every two weeks. That's what I'm not supposed to say, but I do meet with them every two weeks because they come up with the craziest ideas. They're so excited about, you know, that whole thing, and it just continues to, to gain momentum. It's yeah. organic. That's what makes it so good. It is great. Uh, Brian Mueller, president of GCU, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, thank great you, to Brian. see you again. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with everything out at GCU. Thank you. Uh, we continue Newsmakers Week coming up on next. Next, we will turn our focus to hockey. Arizona Coyotes head coach Andre Turney joins us in studio. Straight ahead, Bickley Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata mornings. The Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, Coyotes were back at home in Mullet Arena yesterday. Fell to the Edmonton Oilers 6-3 in a bit of a tough spe- uh, tough spot right now in the season. But we are joined by their head coach, Andre Torrini, who joins us in studio for Newsmakers Week. Fair, thanks for coming in. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, you were just talking about, uh, is it a game day or is it a non-game? <laughs> yesterday was a game day. And we saw, uh, again, a 3-2 lead turn into a yep. 6-3 loss. And, and, and let's get into it. Um, yep. You know, 10-game losing streak. Yep. Uh, you've had games where you've had leads yep. and squandered them. You've had games where you just got you know, blitzed early on. Yep. Uh, as a coach, when you're in one of these stretches, what's more frustrating? Or does it all blend together? Oh, they, they all are frustrating. I think, you know, you want... For... for uh, a lot of reason you want to be successful other than for yourself. You want to be uh, successful for your player. I think I see all the effort our guys are putting in that every day. How 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 much they they are consumed by it, by it. You you want them to be successful. You, those those guys are the guys you're in the trenches with every day. Mm-hmm. And then you have all your the people around them, the staff, the management, and everybody put their heart in that. And then most importantly, you have your fans. You know you 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 create expectation. Now the fans have expectation. You <clears throat> you want them to be proud of the team. You want them to to push for the team to be passionate for them. So when uh, when you're not successful like we have been in the last last uh, last uh, ten games, if for sure, you take that at heart, and yeah. it hurts for sure. Yeah, uh, I was hoping you'd turn the corner against Colorado. You played a pretty good yeah. game that day against a really good team with a yeah. ton of speed. Um, but as Vinny pointed out, one of the recurring issues is just giving up too many first period goals. Yeah, what's the reason for that? That's a good question. Above right now, I, I, there was some point in the season we we hit that stretch, but I, I think we fixed it on the on term of prep. I think right now it's. We are, we we live, we live a pressure who's make it tough. You know, we, you start the game and you you we really want to succeed at this point. We we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and sometimes it make it tough. Yesterday it's a penalty where, where you know McDavid lived the stick of, of Boogie and uh, hit, hit him in the face. It's a little bit of bad luck and then they score right away. So so it put pressure. On on the player now they squeeze the stick and they want to do so good you know he 
from the inside, you can feel the guy how much they care and how much uh, that affect them, affect their, their life on uh, on a daily basis. And rightfully so, you know, we're, we're they're professional. We're professional for for a reason. We we want to be successful. So so I think right now the the biggest battle for us is to make sure mentally every game we we start with. Uh, I won't say a loose mindset, but a mindset where we are focusing on our performance way more than on result because the result get in, into uh, our skin. Yeah. Right. Under uh, our Andre Torani, head coach of the uh, Coyotes, our guest in studio for Newsmakers Week. Uh, when this streak started, you guys were right in the thick yep. of the wild card uh, yep. race now. Ten games out of that second yep. wild card spot, but a lot of time left. 27 yep. games left. What, in, in, in your estimation, is the most important thing to improve on to try to salvage this thing? and climb back into that race. Well, I really like our last two games. I think the big the big thing for us we must not forget we're the second youngest team in the league you know they, like I said we our success early create expectations. Yes. Now everybody uh, and rightfully so that they, they forgot where we're coming from, who we are, how young we are and the the lack of uh, a little bit of lack of experience in certain areas. So so it's a process for us, and that is part of the process. We talk about it before the season starts. We say, hey, the big key, if we, if you want to make the playoff, you need to make sure you stay away from those stretch mm-hmm. because other team, and we give some example of other team in the league. Last year, there's a team who missed the playoff by three points. They had a stretch of 10, 10, 10 game of a, uh, 10 uh, losing a game in a row. So <clears throat> that kind of a push them out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we talk about those things, but it's like you, when you when you grew or with your kids, you, you can tell them how much as you want. At some point, they need to yeah. to live it by themselves. That's exactly. that's where we are right now as a young team. It's a process. <clears throat> we need as well to learn to get out of those situations. That, that's, a, that's a learning experience for us because uh, tough time will happen and it can happen in the playoff. What if you, you lose the first three? Of the best of seven. Now, now you you cannot recover from it. No, you need to recover from yeah. it. You just win the game four and never know what. Now you need to win the game five and you never know what can happen. Or you down three one or you down three two in the series. It's those situations. It's a must win game. Mm-hmm. Are tough. Are, are not something you will live every day during an eighty two game season. So now we're we're in that kind of situation. It's we're down. We're down three nothing in the series. We need to win the next game, and we need to live with that pressure. And for our young team, it's a process. <clears throat> Sorry, and they will learn from it. Yeah, you, you bring up a great point about expectations because when you guys were playing well above your heads, I mean, people talked about you for the Jack Adams. It's important to realize just how young this team is. And and I was wondering if maybe this isn't a blessing in disguise in disguise because we've got the trade deadline coming up, and, and this is tough for the organization because you don't want to go in too early. You don't want to make drastic moves and give up capital if you're not quite ready to win in the moment. Your thoughts on the evolution and maybe the need to balance patience with with this? I think that's uh, that's important for the management to to have that patience, to have that 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 big picture kind of for coaches and player our job is to speed up the process <laughs> that's that's our right. job we we want to like i often joke about it we're no rush as long as we do it right now <laughs> you know <laughs> this it's it's uh, that's our job we want to speed up the process we want to grow the more the most we can every day 
yeah. as much as we can every day. It's not about hey, we will grow in the next three years. No, no, no. Let's grow the most we can today, and let's do it again tomorrow, and let's do it again the day after, and we'll see where where we're at at the end of the season. If we can save cut one year in the rebuild, let's cut one year. If we can cut two years, let's cut two years. Why not? You know, it's not about oh, taking our time and having no urgency of the situation. Right. Us in the trenches, it's different than the management. Management are upstairs and they have to look at the big picture and they, we need to trust the, the process. Us, we're in the trenches. It's the urgency of the moment. The bullets are flying each side of our head, and we need to have our back, and we need to stay focused on the task. If not, that doesn't work. So now we have a, a really tough task in front of us. We need to be up for the challenge because other challenge will happen, and we need to be up for those. It's not about when when you when you when you stumble. Now you have an opportunity to get up and be stronger. If you never stumble, you don't know how you will react when you will fall. So where we have a knee down right now, let's get up and show, show what we can do. Andre Torney, the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, our guest in studio for Newsmakers Week. You mentioned the youth, uh, one of the youngest teams in the league. Let's start real young, 19 years old to be exact. Yeah. Logan Cooley originally announced he wasn't going to come into the NHL. He was going to go back to college, had an about face, comes in. He's played every game for you as a 19-year-old. And I know there's been ups and downs, but from your viewpoint, how has he conducted himself uh, as an NHL player this first year? Uh, really good, I think. Uh Well, what I will say about Cool is really competitive, uh, wants to be dominant, is uh, is receptive to coaching. He uh, never had a, a situation with Cools where I felt he was not paying attention. He pay attention. He wants to be better. He he's, he's a great guy to coach, and you can see right now the way he plays. He play best game of best hockey of his, uh, his career so far since January. I think since he's back from Christmas, he's he's been really, really good. And uh, same thing since the, after the after the, uh, the All-Star break. He's playing solid. It's been difficult with, and, and I know that you guys are all uh, firmly believe that the organization is doing their best to find an arena situation here in Arizona. But is it hard to keep the focus where it needs to be when you've got the head of the NHLPA coming at you guys as hard as he has uh, I, I will be a yeah it it's a distraction having that said that's part of being a pro being a professional athlete you need we need to we need to move on from that we need to stay away from that that's not something we should focus on it's not something can distract us because uh, whatever if you're a football player and you're playing in the in the Super Bowl um, how much distraction you have that week yeah. lots lots yeah. unbelievable yeah. If, and you cannot play in the Super Bowl because that get under your skin is it the kind of player you want in no. your team no. no is it the coach you want in your team no. no so you need to be able to live with those distractions because you know what here we have an objective to win the Stanley Cup and when we will get at this point distraction will come from everywhere so if we cannot deal with Marty Walsh making some comment. Well, we have a long road ahead of us, and that is well said. that is what we we have to build right now. That's when we talk about growth. We talk about process. We talk about having a young team who has to learn. There's always in in the history of that franchise there. There's rumor all the time. Mm -hmm. There's distraction. There's comment from this and that. There's rumor of all kinds. If that 
take us out of our game every time, we'll have a tough time to make the playoff. So we need to be able to manage that, live with that, learn from what happened in the last month, and be better than that. Yeah, Well said. Coach, great stuff. Thanks so much for coming in, spending some time with us. Here's to turning this around. Best of luck against Toronto great tomorrow to on the uh, trip Thank to you, Canada. Guys. Thank you. Thanks. Andre Torrini, head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, our guest here on Newsmakers Week, day one, which continues here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Bickley Emirata Mornings. We are going to our website, ArizonaSports.com. And we are looking at today's poll question, which is all about the D-backs as they ramp up spring training. Who will lead the D-backs in home runs in 2024? There are five options for you to vote on, guys. And they are, again, leading the D-backs in home runs this season. Will it be Christian Walker, Cattell Marte, Corbin Carroll, Eugenio Suarez, or other, including Jock Peterson, Lourdes Gordiel Jr., etc.? That's a tough question. I'm, I'm going to vote Christian Walker. I mean, that's what he does, right? Christian Walker is a plus 30 home run guy yeah. the last two years. And we're going to get more into this as, as spring training continues. I am fascinated at what the ceiling is for Corbin Carroll. After that rookie oh. season, how much more does he have? How much more statistical ceiling is there? Yeah. I'll agree with Bick right now and say Christian Walker, but we're looking at you, Corbin Carroll. Well, that's exactly what our voting reflects. Mm. 47% of the vote says Christian Walker will lead the D-backs in home runs in 2024, but the next big chunk of votes goes to Corbin Carroll. 22% think it'll be him. 15% say Suarez. 10% say Cattell Marte. 7% say somebody else. I mean, Suarez is not far removed no. from a 49 homer no, season. No, no. I, I'd vote him second. I'd vote Corbin Carroll third, but All that's right. just me. Fair enough. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Social Studies. Brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Feels late. Well, it is. Something feels off. (laughs) Yeah. If you tuned in at nine o'clock for Mm -hmm. uh, social studies, sorry about that. But it's Newsmakers Week. We've got to move stuff around. And like Peter Brady once said, it's time to change. You got to rearrange. Yes. All right. That is what Peter Brady said. I'm I'm not talking for the rest of the (laughs) segment. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, welcome into Social Studies, everybody. Uh, a little bit late as far as the show goes and as far as this segment goes. So let's just jump right in. We're on Twitter slash X at Bickley underscore Murata. Also on Instagram at Bickley and Murata. We have a ton of Newsmakers Week videos coming to our Instagram today. So make sure you follow us there at Bickley and Murata to see everything. All right. We are starting with the abomination that was the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday. Indeed. The, the Eastern Conference team scored 211 points in their win. My goodness. Uh, it was the highest scoring game, of course, um, in NBA All-Star Game history. How would you guys improve the All-Star Game specifically? Not the weekend, but just the game itself. Kill it. End it. End <laughs> well, it. That, that is one well, of the four options. So here they are. Increase prize money. Pay the players. Incentivize the players. Uh, ban three-point shots from the game. A two on, make it a two on two or a three on three tournament, or just get rid of the game. 
period. Yeah, Somebody I, should get paid. It should be the fans for sitting through it. Let's pay the yeah. fans to sit through it and stop complaining. That's a, That could work. I would I would just get rid of it. Paying the players even more would be grotesque. Expecting players to play hard in an expi- ex- exhibition is just not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball players, again, it's there's an element of style and cool to playing basketball. Nobody wants to try hard when it's not cool to try hard. Totally. That's it. That's it. It's it's why you don't, the best players in basketball, why they won't do the slam dunk contest. They don't want to fail. They don't want to wear it. I mean, why this, would they? This, two years ago, the Suns were labeled around the league as a try-hard team because they were actually trying to win regular season games that That's counted. Right. Oh, yeah. my god. Nobody's going to try in an exhibition game. Wow, it's not cool to try anymore. Did you see, uh, by the way, did you see LeBron's? Futile attempt at uh, the, that throw off the backboard early in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I will say this though: Devin Booker had a, night, a few nice touchdown passes, didn't he? He did. I know that was a joke that was going. On. That Speaking one of Devin Edwards. Booker. How clear did I make myself earlier when I was talking about the backwards cap? How clear did I make the point I was trying to make? How many caveats did I put on that? Many. Okay. I'm D- guessing it, they weren't. Does all. it stop? Does it stop some listeners? Old man, get off my lawn. Okay. Again, get some Q-tips, will you? Listening is a skill, people. <laughs> know what you heard before you respond. How about that? How about that? Yeah. There's only a few of them, but it's like my goodness, I couldn't have laid that out there any cleaner or clearer. Yeah, we don't really do Devin that on Book- the internet anymore. No, I know, I know. I mean, if you're gonna call him an old man, base that on his age, right? Not on his takes, right? <laughs> or my hair, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get to our listener voting. How Clown they show. would improve the All Star Game? Fifty nine percent say nix the game entirely. Thirty three percent want it to become a two on two or three on three tournament. Five percent say boost the prize money for the players. 3% say eliminate three-pointers from the game. Jonah, Arizona has a great idea that one of the two of you I know, have have brought up on the show before. A USA versus world game. So international stars versus USA stars. I think that would be super interesting. Uh, Devo. Would it make anybody try harder? I... You can't coach effort. I don't know. You can't make someone care. I don't think there's anything... Any version of the all-star game that can make these guys try harder. No, I agree. I okay. totally agree. I don't think there is a way to sell. What about it. what about this idea from Digiduder? <laughs> How about incentivizing defense such as blocks, steals, etc.? So getting like points that turn into dollar bills. I, I don't I would love to see competitive basketball in the All-Star game, but the first person who tore an ACL in the All-Star game, do you imagine what the reaction to that would be? Yeah, that'd be awful. All right, let's move on to our next question. Sticking with the Suns and the NBA, though, um, during the All-Star game on Sunday, Charles Barkley was on one of the broadcasts, and he said that Devin Booker needs to step up as the Suns' leader because Kevin Durant is a follower. Not a leader. That's what Charles Barkley said. Just another way that Charles Barkley has come after Kevin Durant over the past few years. Open-ended question, guys. Does the team need one appointed leader? And if so, who do you think it should be? Yeah, I don't know if it, again, I don't know if it needs one appointed leader, but it it, it does strike me that there there doesn't seem to be that one kind of forceful uh, personality driving things. I I don't necessarily know if need is the right word. I just, I think what the Suns are attempting 
attempting is something that is um, a non-conformist and non-traditional. They're doing it without a traditional point guard, and, and they're doing it without a traditional like that one galvanizing force. I, I don't know if it's in a, I don't know if it's a need. It's just it's just a reality. If it's a need, I would I would point at Devin Booker more so because even Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant have acknowledged, hey, this is this is Book's team. Right, like they both been, said that. He's been here in. forever. Um, but it's not like the, any of his teammates have been there with him forever, though. No, but I, I mean, I also don't see like Devin Booker being like, hey, this is my team now. You're, I'm going to be the leader. And the point that Barkley made, it's not totally off. Kevin Durant has kind of, you know, deflected leadership questions in his past and he's he's described his form of leadership which is not your your normal in the face on court leader but he, I don't think he's a follower no I would say I, it's and, more neutral and I think he yeah. becomes a leader when he need like those championships Golden State won when he was there you're gonna tell me he wasn't a leader in those final series the guy was he led by you know off the charts play he was incredible when he needed to be so there's different ways of leading and there's different ways of defining what yes. leadership is yes. totally how it looks mm-hmm. it's not it necessarily being like, the one yeah. guy who screams right. in the huddle mm-hmm. there are things that we don't see as mm-hmm. well all right we don't have time to get to the listener responses but there are some really thoughtful ones uh, in response to that question epically underscore Murata on twitter slash x we also didn't get to the burning question of the day better food with a hole in it donut or bagel What's your pick, Bick? Once upon a time, I was on Team Donut. Now I'm on Team Bagel. <gasps> oh, I think, but I don't eat. Yeah. I don't really eat either one of them. No, either. yeah. Listen, uh, uh, bagels are in, incredible. So they I would are. vote. I would vote bagel. A buttered yeah. bagel with a <clears throat> cup of coffee. I'm Girl, voting Swiss cheese. Ooh, the two things, Vinny, post diet. I could tell in your voice that you miss is ice cream and the toasted everything bagel with the butter on it. Just uh, No, not toasted. Oh, and, not toasted. And an I'm onion sorry. bagel. Okay. I, was I don't wrong. need everything, just the onion. Gotcha. But butter, oh. <laughs> I feel that way about butter, too. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to curl up in the corner. I, yeah. Jared, I can't believe you haven't had a bagel yet, but I guess that would involve getting out of that chair. Oh. Got oh. a lot of... Uh, <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> Vic, I am sweating over here trying to get this show off yeah, the ground. Yeah, listen, are you, oh. I've seen you running like crazy. I ain't seen that cat move once. Well, I'm doing well, all the technical. Yeah, I don't know how to press any of those buttons. Te- technically. Yeah. Technically. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Yeah, Social thanks. Studies. Thank thanks, everybody who uh, participates on X at Bickley underscore Murata. Coming up next, we'll recap a busy day one of Newsmakers Week 2024. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Ouch. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I will say this, Bick. Yeah. NBA All-Star Weekend is still better than this song. Well, that's what I'm saying. This, <laughs> this song is about as retch-worthy as that game was. So I think it's a perfect fit. Is this truly a bad song, or did it just get overplayed so much that it, it, it become became a bad song? It's a good question, Jared. Because it was the this was played in every commercial, every movie. 
on the radio nonstop. Do you ever wonder about songwriting goals? You write a song called All Star. Mm-hmm. Just think you've got you know maybe, yeah, maybe right. sort of a plan in place or a song you about a, a city. Write, you write a song called Hall of Fame, right? You know, a song about a city. I always thought it's going to get played after every team's win in that city. That is true. A song about being champions. Now I'm not singling out Queen. About about we being the champions. <laughs> Isn't this song in one of your favorite movies though, Mystery Men? It is. I love Mystery Man. Underrated classic. It's also in Shrek, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. From yeah. 19... This song is 25 years old this year. All-Star Smash Mouth. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Yeah, day one of Newsmakers Week now wrapped up, and uh, we covered a lot of ground today. If you Mm -hmm. missed it, Tori Lovello joined us, Bryce Drew, Willie Bloomquist, Bobby Hurley, Brian Mueller, Andre Tourney. Uh, If you missed any of the interviews, they'll be up shortly in their entirety on the Arizona Sports app and arizonasports.com. And it was kind of a, the, the way it shook out... There was like, there was like themes today. There was themes among the six guests. We had two guests where they were talking about the newness of their seasons, and mm-hmm. Willie Bloomquist and Tori Lovello. All right. There was a theme among the GCU guests, obviously, but also the theme. Things are going pretty well at GCU these days mm-hmm. with uh, Bryce Drew's basketball program and Brian Mueller talking about the overall health of the athletics program and, and you know the atmosphere at GCU. Mm-hmm. And then I really got to tip my cap to two guys who came in studio after, you know, they're in rough patches right Very now. Very well said, Vinny. Bobby Hurley with ASU coming off a 45-point yep. loss, and you could tell he was wearing it. He said he hasn't been seen in oh. public since Saturday night. Can I jump in? The funniest thing, the funniest line I think we've heard this year, the best the best delivered line was how Bobby Hurley said his team had kind of lost its conditioning, <laughs> which is code for I ran the heck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-season gassers, and he laughed when I said that. Yes. That's what that was. And, our, our, our conditioning had fallen off. And Andre, <laughs> Andre Torney coming in in the mm-hmm. midst, you know, yesterday, they suffered their 10th straight loss, and they've kind of fallen out of playoff contention. So, uh, obviously, thanks to everybody for joining us, but mm-hmm. uh, especially those last two coming in uh, when things are not going all that well. In fact, our last interview of the day, Andre Torney, the head coach of the Coyotes, the last question you gave him, Bick, was a good one in that look, everybody talks about the Coyotes and you know their, their arena pursuits and how long this is taking. I don't think the players and the coaches think about that a lot, but you asked that question about the distraction, and you asked about Matty Walsh, the head of the NHLPA, making the comments, you know, disparaging comments about the Coyotes organization, and Bear, Bear opened up on it, uh, and if Smash Mouth will shut up, I'll play it for you. Uh, here was his answer to that. You need to be able to live with those distractions because you know what? Here we have an objective to win the Stanley Cup. And when we will get at this point, distraction will come from everywhere. So if we cannot deal with Marty Walsh making some comment, well, we have a long road ahead of us. And that is well said. that is what we 
we have to build right now. That's when we talk about growth, we talk about process, we talk about having a young team who has to learn. There's always, <clears throat> in, in the history of that franchise, there, there's rumor all the time. Mm -hmm. There's distraction, there's comment from this and that, there's rumor of all kinds. If that take us out of our game every time, well, we'll have a tough time to make the playoff. So we need to be able to manage that, live with that, learn from what happened in the last month, and be better than that. Yeah, and I love the example you gave, too. Uh, you're going to play in the Super Bowl, and you're unable to deal with distractions. Guess yeah. what? That's not the you're guy you the want Super on the Bowl. team. Yeah. yeah, right. That's right. Ask That's Travis right. Kelsey about well, distractions. And it's, and it's not just distractions of, like, story. When when the NH the head of the NHLPA is kind of coming at you repeatedly, that's something the players can't ignore. So, yeah. love that. Love that guy. Yeah, again, you can what catch up, up on all of our Newsmakers Week interviews uh, at ArizonaSports.com. Uh, I did an update. The book ones that were released over the weekend and sold out in mm -hmm. two minutes. So, that was the Mirage colorway, like the, the, the beige, yeah. very light beige, kind right. of a muted color. There's a couple of the book one uh, orange that have not been released yet. Somehow they're on eBay. Uh, if you got a little bit of cash, you can get them. Uh, there's a size 12 and a half available for $3,500. <laughs> and there's a size 10, which is my size, at five grand. Wow. So which of our committed listeners is going to drop five grand? Tell us. Man, sneaker vultures, get out of here. <laughs> People want to wear shoes. Yeah. Oh, well, and look, it's it's the resale artists. They're yes. ruining right. society. Collectors. Thanks to Tori Lovello, <laughs> Bryce Drew, Willie Bloomquist, Bobby Hurley, Brian Mueller, Andre Torney. We'll see you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke are up next.